For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and uh, Chunky, we're home. And I'm Carter, Supreme Leader. The fuel cells have ruptured. The collapse of the planet has hunk. It's <laughs> a pretty good Domino Gleason. Not a never, bad Domi. I don't know. Did it feel good to you when you did it? No. It felt good Wasn't to me that from over here. High? I'll be honest with you. It wasn't Watto Nothing's going to be the Watto. It wasn't Watto yeah, good. No, your Watto's good. like perfect. Nothing's going to be the Watto. Hey, Carter. Ask it. I noticed that you said you were the hunk. That's right. And Explain. I you haven't told us yet. Chelsea and I, my wife that is. Heard of her? Oh, yeah. We're in New York this last week. Heard of it? One of the, uh, and this was great because Chelsea did this research and she loves me very much and knew I would love this, but she wanted us to stop in this place called you ready posteritati in new york in lower manhattan okay posteritati is an old movie poster gallery whoa where they sell old movie posters now this is not like reprints these are movie posters that were given to the theaters origis origis very cool wow and they had so much y'all i could have we could have been there a long time we were actually there for a while you kind of go up to this Computer, look through their database, favorite some items, say, these are the ones I want to see, and then decide if you want to buy one. And so we've been needing something art-wise in our house. And so what we landed upon was a 1967 original Bonnie and Clyde poster. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. It's super cool. Super cool. Um, And I'll show you guys a picture in a little bit. But really, it's a great movie. I don't know if you've seen it before. Mm -hmm. There's also a character in Bonnie and Clyde called C.W., which was great. It's your name. That's us. Mm. It's me and Chelsea. Both are even before she was W. Um, Bonnie and Clyde. Did you know they're from like they lived in Dallas? Yes. No, they're even from Oak cliff. Wait, really? This very neighborhood that we're sitting in right now where I currently live. So that's super cool. And so it's got the tagline that says they're young, they're in love and they kill people. And it's just, it's perfect. It's really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, pretty artsy of a movie poster. It's definitely like late sixties, but we grabbed that. And it's going to be something that we remember for a long time. But we're excited for that, for that to kind of start putting some stuff on our walls. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. They had a bunch of cool stuff, too. They had stuff from all over the world. So you would get things like um, My Fair Lady in Japanese, like the Japanese poster. For How the have we stuff. talked about My Fair Lady almost more than any other movie? Isn't that amazing? My Fair Lady is brought up almost every month. 
That's that is weird. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know why I that guess we happens. probably ought to review that episode, huh? Or that movie. There's another <laughs> movie I'd rather talk about. Is it My Fair Lady 2? Yes. Too Fair, Too Lady? Too Fair, Too Lady. Just Tokyo Wait lady. Again, Henry Higgins. <laughs> to- Tokyo Lady. Lady Drift. <laughs> <laughs> is that what, like, is that what Peach is doing when you hold the jump button uh-huh. and she, like, floats on Smash? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was going to say it's what Peach does when you hit the shoulder button and Achoo! swing around a corner in Mario Kart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Let's just talk about Mario Kart for the rest of the episode. Hey, just bought it for Switch. Mario Kart 8! And it's very good. Oh, that poster is sweet. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah, so very excited about it. I don't know why I said that as though I assumed you were lying about it. Oh, <laughs> oh you know what? That oh, is you know what? actually that cool. looks good. <laughs> looks Earlier good. I thought it was dumb. No, no that's not. great. That's super cool. Hey! We're talking about a movie today. We Let sure me tell are. you something. Before we uh, reveal the name, because you definitely don't know it yet, right? This is what I've been the most nervous about since we started. Explain. I think this is where we get actually spicy between the three of us yeah. and probably with viewer opinion as well. Yep. Because I think this is, I know the prequels had their own divisiveness among the viewership, but this has had its own sort of divisiveness. And mm-hmm. I think that it's, well, I, don't I don't know. I feel like we can use the same excuses that we did with the prequels. Like prequels have a certain charm to me because I grew up on them. Sure. And so I forgive shortcomings. Sure. I find myself being much less forgiving with these, even though it perhaps should be. And I, I think that's where I'm coming from right now is I think that this is a time for us to step back metaphorically shake hands and say gentlemen's game. Let's shake hands right now. In yeah. The, middle of the table three-way handshake gentlemen's game. Gentlemen's game. I gentlemen's think there's game. a good chance. We're going to have some pretty different opinions on these. Is I it going to get any more polarizing than phantom and revenge of the Sith? Maybe wait till, wait till two weeks from now, man, it could have its moments. <laughs> it could, but uh, yeah. And I don't even necessarily mean just at this table. I mean, we could be treading on some stuff that people love in ways that we don't we love could it. Get into our first zero download episode here. In a yeah. Couple of weeks. Who knows? <laughs> Piss the wrong people off. Zero. (laughs) Not even us. I guess what I'm saying is I feel the weight of the sequel trilogy right now. Like on my shoulders. I think we feel it a little bit more than from the beginning is because we've now, we've gone through all of them. Right. And now we're on seven, right? So it's like, we've got a backlog. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now we're carrying that around in the backpack a little bit. So yeah. All that to say, the movie we're discussing today is of course. Star Wars The, the Force, Force Awakens. Everybody wake up. <laughs> if you're living with your eyes closed. <laughs> I think it's so perfect that they put that Dave Matthews song on the call. Yeah, the instead of the Star Wars theme. It's, it's a bold dead. choice, but it really yeah. is. Yeah, the part where it's like, hike up the Force a little more. Goodness <laughs> me. <laughs> and then when Ray, when Ray turns on her lightsaber, it's like, I'm gonna find you in the snowfall. She wake up in the morning. What are we doing? Synopsis and get us out. Is it because we're nervous? Maybe. Is it because we're nervous? We're like, is that what we're known for doing? We're nervous. Climb into our Dave hole. (laughs) And here we emerge from our Dave hole into the light. Like a newborn Dave. Like a newborn Davey. (laughs) A Davey boy. Goodness me. Will you deliver unto us? <laughs> I just imagine like Dave Matthews out of the womb, just like, wah, wah, wah. 
I'm sorry. He's just like, he's just like, wipe me. (laughs) Time for the synopsis. Like a baby. Yep. Give it to us. Today's synopsis is from a mystery IMDb user. Let's call him Dave Matthews. Yep. Let's. Dave Matthews writes, when critical information is placed into a simple droid, both the evil First Order and the heroic resistance go searching for it. Then something neither of them planned for happens. Ray, a scavenger from the planet Jakku, finds the droid and keeps it as her own. Finn, an ex-stormtrooper who hopes to leave his past behind him, crosses paths with her and breaks the news of what exactly the importance of the droid is. Next thing either of them know is that they are on the run in order to withhold the droid from the First Order. They meet a pair of old buddies, and after a few skirmishes between them and the determined First Order, the droid is brought to the Resistance base. There, multiple plans are hatched against the First Order while the secret information on the droid is slowly and surely working itself out. I've never read a synopsis where it was more clear that they wrote, like, most of it, and they were like, Man, I'm tired of writing this synopsis. Yeah. The last sentence is basically, and then some more stuff happens. Some other stuff happens yeah. on this movie. Wait, it's over. It's over. That's the whole thing. Okay. Wait, really? That's the whole thing. That's yeah, excellent. that's it. Okay. That's it. Dave yeah. Matthews got so tired of writing that synopsis. We had to go write some other songs. Yeah. Goodness me. That's The Force Awakens. It really basically is. And I think we should maybe talk about it. So here's what I want to know. All of us saw this movie in theaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's just. I was sitting right next to you, I think. That. Sounds about right. Yeah. Did you go with us to this? I saw it multiple times. There's a chance I was there. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. I don't remember. So what were, do you remember how it felt? Mm-hmm. Like opening I've never crawl? I've been more nervous and then felt more like I just won something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's that feeling of like, oh my gosh, they're going to mess it up. Oh my gosh, they're going to mess it up. And then it starts. And then while the crawl is happening, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Star Wars. It's, Yeah. yeah. And it, I just, I remember the opening notes and yeah. the crawl and just being People like. People cheered. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. Was, I remember watching it again. It's not the second time I've watched it. I mean, this is multiple, but yeah. watching it this most recent time, I really, really vividly remembered all the times people were cheering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Han and Chewie. And yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so much yeah. stuff. So much there is, Do you feel like watching it now, do you feel like there's an element of like hold for applause in some of these shots? I do. The Han and Chewie thing really feels like they edited in like a hold for applause. I do. And yeah. Then continue. Yeah. I think I'm okay with that. I think I am too. Yeah. It's weird. It, it lends it like a stage element yeah. in a way. Right. It, and I think the reason I'm okay with it is it's like, it's star Wars. Like you I earned it a little bit excuse, but it's yeah. Like, yeah. I think if anyone can do that, it's this series. Yeah, I think I agree with you. That might be the only time I think of it, though, really with Han and, and Chewbacca. I don't yeah. know if there's other moments, but that was huge. I remember specifically uh, Ray using the force to get the lightsaber in the woods. People lost their minds. Yep. Yeah. Like, I remember people going absolutely nuts yes, at yeah, that yeah. point. Yep, 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 yep. So, should we start at the beginning? Yes, let's. Let's talk Great about that. Place to start. First thing, our boy Poe. Talking to Max von Sydow's character, yep, whose name escapes me because Lor Santeca, yeah, yep, he's he's rather short lived. Yes, Lor yeah, Santeca yeah. is. Yeah. This hey. will begin to set things right. You feel like it's a meta commentary on the prequels? That's the first line in I this movie. I think it could be. I really think that it is. A, I think it a, could be a meta line to the audience. From I the feel like JJ would do something like that. Yeah. yeah, it feels within the realm of possibility. Certainly, I love Poe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. 
Absolutely. Very much. Oscar Isaac is amazing. He is very, the very be- much. Okay, he's he's this isn't to demean him by any means because he's overall fantastic. Right. He is the best like cockpit actor of the entire yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Completely agreed. He is so in it. And do you think though what he get okay, as we watch some of the actors in this, do you think they really get to feel the weight that we should have seen from people in the prequels? Like I'm in a Star Wars movie. I I'm think I think so. Out. Yeah, I do yeah. think that. It right? seems like it they seems like they're like tired. I'm here now. <laughs> they don't feel sleepy. I mean, I just watched yeah. the first three movies and now I'm watching these and I'm like, oh, they're 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 in character. <laughs> and, yeah. And I yeah. feel they're like acting. Yes. Well, I feel like the word I would use to describe a lot of this movie, especially in relation to the originals, is gravitas. Mm-hmm. Like so much of this movie feels like it was designed to hit like a truck. It feels like Ev- yeah. Like blasters are louder, yeah. explosions yeah. are bigger, ships are louder and rumble more, and lightsabers are brighter, and I don't know, it's just bigger. Sound design on the lightsabers has changed quite a bit. I yeah, notice that it's yeah. like yeah. thick. It's uh-huh. like a beefy. Yeah, sound. I definitely did more after y'all had talked about even the little things of we don't really see a glow hardly ever. Yeah, except definitely in the new ones. And there's a lot of glow, mm-hmm. and I'm here for yeah, it. yeah, I like it. So, um. One of the other characters we meet right off the bat is a BB-8. Yep. Do we, do we have any thoughts on BB-8 as a group? My right. wife loves right. BB-8 maybe more than she loves me. Yeah. She I could not stop talking about how I love BB-8 very much. Yeah. BB-8's really good. Yeah. I love BB-8. And I don't think you get to just say, I don't say, okay, it's fine if you say this. Love what you love. Sure. I don't think he's just, I mean, yes, he plays the role of kind of an R2. Sure. But it's different. But droids, I think that's assumed. Some people were didn't like that. Like the, the people that come in and say it's a carbon copy of a new hope. Right. Right. There's a lot of truth to that. Sure. There's a lot of truth to that. And the same people that are like, I mean, it's like what Avatar did to Pocahontas. The exact same. Yeah. Story. I, I, I'd say it's probably less a carbon copy of a new hope and more like we're playing with the same archetypes. Yeah. Like we have a that solo I, archetype and we have a, like, well, but they, with they the all break though. They do. Which it's is great. not. Poe is not the like uh-uh. winging wise talk. Like he has a, he's sweet from the beginning. Like yeah, we great. see that in him. It's so yeah. Good. But yeah, all that to say, I love BB-8. I really do. I love BB-8. There's yeah, a BB-8's super, great. there's a super compelling argument to be made. Uh, I saw it in, uh, oh my gosh, I read it. And then I also saw it in a YouTube like video essay months ago. Oh, I don't remember who it was. And that's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Okay. Uh, the compelling argument to be made is that this movie in act one, two, and three act one is episode four condensed. Act two is episode five condensed and act three is episode six condensed. How and so we have a, oh, wow. a flight from a desert planet with a droid carrying secret information. Right. And then that kind of ends that act. Our middle part is we go to Han goes to an old friend for help, um, which is instead of Lando, it's Maz. Uh, and then our hero from the desert planet seeks a spiritual mentor, which is Maz again, doing double yeah. duty as Lando and Yoda right. here. Uh, then the empire arrives and kind of busts everything up. The third act is a ground battle to disable a shield generator so that the space forces can destroy quote another death star. Right. Yeah. I think that tracks really no, well. I yeah, it does. No, that, really well. that makes sense to me. And now I think when we start to get info like this, we've talked about in the prequels and maybe even in the, the middle and in the OGs four through six, that there is this thing that a lot of the star Wars gravitas can come from the fans and what they create in terms of theory. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, in the new, in the, in the force awakens, I start to think, well, those fans are 
on the crew. Like these, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I hear that. I can think more and more that was intentional. Sure. With stuff yeah. like that. Absolutely. Now, yeah. speaking of fans on the crew, the other thing I wanted to talk about with BB-8 is who did the sound design. Yep. Do you know this? No. Ben Schwartz and Bill Hader. They were consultants for his voice. They wrote, they wrote and read like English dialogue with the inflections they wanted him to have. And then a crew came behind and just made it droid noises <laughs> instead. That's why he's so like fun and has Dude, such personality. That's the yep. kind of stuff. It's John Ralphio and Stefan. Oh yeah. my God. It's like when, yeah, like I love when he is so personable. We talked about how R2 is some of the best acting right. <laughs> in yeah. some of the older ones. Um, but like when they're on the sand dunes and he, Ray says, okay, you can follow me to BB-8. And he's like, yep. wow. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> love that Here's so the thing. Much. I'm glad you're bringing that up. Here's what I'm noticing while I'm watching back through. I'm fully blasting off into Star Wars. What does that mean? I, I'm just him. in. Like, I'm watching Clone Wars right now. We're watching The Mandalorian at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found myself watching Seven, and I've seen Seven a lot. I found myself watching it and going, I see you. I see what you are. I see your flaws, and I don't care. Yeah, I oh. found that a lot more, too. I, I think the first time I watched it, I was completely blown away. Same. Uh, just like, oh my gosh, this is not a prequel. This feels like a real movie. Right. And not like a stuffy prequel. Yeah. The second time I watched it, I went, oh man, like it's good, but it still feels very, it feels 2015. feels marvel in some instances. Huh. The third time I watched it, I was like, man, this really, really feels like, this feels like a modern movie. Yeah. And now this time as I'm watching it, I don't think this is the fourth time I've seen it, but this is the- Sure. The, the fourth this, phase. This sure. time as I'm watching it, uh, it's the fourth awakens. This time as I'm watching very, it, very good. Uh, I'm, I find that I don't care. Like lightsabers are a little different, sound a little different and ships fly a little different. And like, we're using camera tricks that we didn't use in the seventies, but so what? Like, right. It's not the seventies. It's well, And if you're going to copy Star Wars, something that is successful. Yeah. Marvel's the way to go right dude, now, it feels dude. Like, it feels like relationships I've had with like a new car or a new house. It's like, yeah, man, man I miss that closet space. Yeah. You know, but then I'm like, boy, was it worth it for this kitchen? You know, right, it's just like, right. yeah, it's, it's very much like that to me. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I'll say it now. I mean, cause we get great. They do a great and great job of introducing characters. They yes. Do. Yes. Very um, much. This is what good directing looks like. Mm -hmm. Like just the way these characters interact. All that stuff almost was my just collective super pump, but it felt too lazy just to be like, wow, how invested everybody is. Right sure. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can, I mean, can we talk about Kylo coming out of the ship? Let's talk about Kylo coming out of the ship. Yeah. This is excellent. Is there a scarier introduction of a character in all of Star Wars? I don't know. Darth Maul's pretty scary. Darth Maul's scary, he but looks our, like Satan. But the yeah, first time we, yeah, we meet get him, him in like a hologram, barely yeah. in the background, that is pretty terrifying. It is terrifying. But the first time we meet him, he's not doing anything. Kylo storms out of a this ship, one's intimidating. freezes a blaster bolt in midair, shoots off this lightsaber we've never seen the likes of before. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, Vader, Vader's intro in The New Hope is also pretty scary. You're absolutely yeah. right. And, it, and, and I think they mirror each other in a lot of ways. It's just this horrifying black cloaked figure. Here's something I can give Adam Driver, and I'm. It, this is gonna just be kind of an Adam Driver fangirl club for the next three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> hey, you uh, and me hey, both, champ. Six weeks, five weeks, yeah, some number of weeks. My goodness gracious, he, we, he doesn't take his helmet off until ninety about, minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah, just about. And he's great. Mm -hmm. I know a lot about Kylo Ren before he starts talking. Mm -hmm. Like the way he walks down that ramp 
And he's just so aggressive. The way he... Everything he does. Was that Adam Driver's call to unsheath his saber that way? I don't know. Like the like heavy, like thing. Just down. It's down. It's always down and out. Like it is amazing. I just love the way he moves. I think it's so good. So just so I don't have to like find a time to sneak it in later. Kylo Ren is my super pump. Okay. Sure. And I'm, I'm going to talk about him more and I just don't want to find out like now's the time yeah. to spring the trap. Yeah, yeah. He's my super. I love Kylo Ren so freaking much. Yeah. I love Adam driver as Kylo Ren. I think Kylo is very scary. And then all of a sudden very humanized and very like compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I love Star Wars has not ever really done sympathetic villain. I know Kylo stands out, I think from Vader and from, I guess who, the, whoever the villain of the prequels would be. Yeah. Palpatine maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's strange, right? Yeah. To be like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's just a big kid. Uh huh. And like, there's a certain thing that happens. I, I have this reaction and it happened when he, Kylo Ren stops the, bullet basically uh, in midair when he does that and we've barely mentioned it but when he does it like there's this thing that is i'm equally shocked and impressed and i can point to it but it's when i go oh right yeah. yep like and i do that every time i see that scene yes <laughs> like there's the stuff like another thing that i could think of and here's fast and furious reference again yep when the rock flexes lassos, his cast no, oh. that, <laughs> yes when he lassos a helicopter like yeah. oh stuff yeah like that yep. full of those oh Moments, but like right. Kylo is he has in a terrifying way gained my respect within a minute of him being on right. And yeah. We we also meet Finn here in this scene as well. Just yep. we don't really know it yet. Man, he's good. He's really good. And Man, he it's good. funny watching through Clone Wars right now, one of the clones named Fives gets a blue handprint. It's blue alien blood, gets a handprint on his chest mm-hmm. in one of the first episodes. Yep. Yep. And his name is Fives. And he's got this like f- blue hand five yeah. on his chest and watching the hand, like wipe the three marks across yeah. Finn's forehead. I was like, oh, pretty it's the yep. same, yep. pretty smart way to mark him. Yes. To make sure yes. we can follow him amidst all of the clones. I yes. mean, well, not clones, but they all look the same. Yes. So that, I thought that was really smart. And then we go to, uh, the ship before we go to Ray, right? We go to the ship and we see Finn take his helmet off. I think so. I don't know that it super matters. Well, it only yeah. matters because I wanted to talk about Captain Phasma for just a second and what a waste of a character. Who? Yeah, right. Yeah. So Phasma true. looks cool. Gwendolyn Christie is a great actress. They don't give Gwendolyn anything she to do nothing. in this. Gwen's great. They don't she give her anything to do in this. Yeah. Well, Gwendolyn, she's got some bad endings in her history. Of- it's true. <laughs> yeah. So. It's true. Yep. Yep. Her yep. armor's dope though. So armor's dope. I'll yep. give her that. Let's talk about Ray. Yeah. Super pump. Yeah. Okay. I hear that. Daisy Ridley as Ray is Ugh. my goodness gracious. How many teeth she got up in that head though? That's okay. So many teeth. It's really good. She she's, is so good. She's yeah. Ray is really well acted. She's so well acted. Her and theme a- song is one of my, the little like, so John Williams is a lot more motific in this one. I mean, yeah. he's, he's working with a lot shorter melody lines that he's repeating. It's more of a modern blockbuster style where it's just like a, a couple of notes that he repeats over and over again, rather than like a long continuous theme. Like think of Yoda's theme that takes like a minute and a half to get through all the movements of Yoda's theme before we've gone through it once. Right. Yeah. And Ray's theme takes 20, like you just sang race. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's it. And it just does that over and over and over again and builds in layers and layers and layers. Yeah. Um, actually don't love 
the music in this one as much as the others because it oh, is motific yeah. and more modern. I can see that. It's not nearly as memorable. Yeah. As, as some of the others. Some of it is for me though. Um, there were songs that as they came up, I was like, I, I feel like if yeah. I had watched them as many times as I had watched yeah. the other star Wars, I they would that. be there. That you know? first yeah. order March that starts with that huge tritone. Oh is yeah. Awesome. I, I really yeah, good. I was going to say, I hear where you're coming from. It's not nearly as iconic, certainly, yeah. but I really, really love John Williams yeah. score for this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's excellent. I mean, John Williams sure. was my super pump last week. Right. Like, yeah. John Williams is like pizza. Like even bad John Williams is better than anything else you could have. <laughs> right. Yes. No, that's a great point. Uh, so we talk about a uniqueness of the uh, sequel trilogy, right? These certain things that they get to play with something that JJ Abrams does a brilliant job of is what we have never really had except maybe in the originals, but then it's tough because they're outside of time. Right. Right. Four, yeah. five and six are like, it just happened. I mean, it, what's happening. It's amazing. Anything that's new is going to be fantastic. Right. in This world um, is he gets to, we're more on the edge of our seat as an audience because we have no idea what's going to happen. You talk sure. about the nervous nervousness. Yeah. Cause I know when Phantom Menace starts and I start reading that crawler, I'm going to see a lot of familiar faces. Sure. Yeah. Um, even though they do that in our, in our sequel trilogy, Something that he does, which is so great, is he leaves a lot unknown for a while. Sure. For a lot of our starters. If you can think about it, Ray, Finn, and Kylo Ren, we don't see their faces the first time we see them. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Their faces are all covered. And that just felt like just this, like, nucleus of what he was doing with these characters. Mm -hmm. No idea. Sure. And there's stuff about them. We don't... We. It was a big tease that we didn't know Kylo Ren's parents. We know that pretty soon. Sure, yeah. We... Still technically don't know going into Rise of Skywalker who the parents are for some of our other like first for our protagonists, which seems to mean a lot to me. Um, we never knew about Han, but I think we weren't supposed to. Right. Right. Uh, and he's going to get his own movie soon. And even then, like his heritage doesn't really get talked about because it doesn't need to be. He's a very in the moment kind of character. But that's one of the things I loved about Ray's intro, too. And I didn't even think of it until I, we see her for the first time. Yeah. Uh, scavenging through a fallen. AT, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. So I think we introduced them masked for a very specific reason. It's because the whole, like, theme of this movie is about kind of the difference between, like, here's who I believe I am and here's who I actually am. Here's sure. Who I'm supposed to be and here's who I actually am. And we see that in our, I would say, in this movie at least, Ray and Finn and Kylo are our three protagonary forces right yeah. right ray's obviously the clear protagonist protagonical protagonical forces yeah right. professor protagonical from right. hogwarts there yeah. it is yeah. protect your man characters <laughs> um so yeah i was talking to callie about sort of just similar things like just the the way that the three trilogies are similar and different and here's where i landed and the more i've thought about it and sat on it i really like thinking of them this way and it's helped me digest some stuff that i was thinking of to me, they're like burgers. I love burgers. They come in a lot of different forms and I like most of them. The original trilogy is like this diner burger. That's just sort of like bare bones and dirty and greasy and awesome. Nothing special. Delicious. Yeah. The prequels are a big Mac. They're mass produced and it's just kind of, you know, fast food. You can like feel it in a side of your stomach uh-huh. too. It like makes you feel still a burger. Still would eat one if you handed it to me. Not going to complain about it. But then you have the sequel trilogy, which to me feels like a very millennial style burger on like a brioche with like a fried egg and avocado slice. It's like 
it's just got some extra fancy stuff and some people don't need that. Some people don't want that. Mm. I love that type of burger personally. I have a completely uh, invert your prequel and your sequel reads. And that's what I've got. Really? Sequels to me, like we talked about earlier, like the Marvelizing of it. Right. I don't feel like that super lands a lot of places. And it's the same thing that happened to Marvel. I think they've kind of corrected a little bit. Sure. But after the first Guardians of the Galaxy came out, there was a couple of movies right in a row where it was like, everything had to be a Chris Pratt joke. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's not what these are. Right. And they haven't been that mm-hmm. and they don't need to be that. Right. Um, but so much of the sequels to me feels mass produced and feels like, and I know the, the whole thing is like Star Wars has always been designed to sell toys, but right. like. BBA is made to be a toy. You know what I mean? And you know, I yeah. sequels feel a little more mass produced to me than something like the prequels, which are from an independent. I mean, they're independent films as much as Lucasfilm distributed by Fox can be independent. It's not owned right. by a huge company. Right. Right. Uh, and it's, it's an auteur vision. It's one guy who is like, this is what they are. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, they're not for you. And unfortunately for him, not a lot of people liked it the sequels to me feel a lot more mass produced and there's a lot more cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. You know what's funny about the, you talk about the humor stuff and I think the humor stands out more when the jokes land. I think it was delivered better in the sequels and actually made you laugh and be like, maybe think it was inappropriate at the moment when I think there were as many attempts in the other movies and they just sucked. I think uh, how heavy handed C3PO is in the other six movies is trying to be really funny Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't land. And I think in this one, we got people that were pretty actually naturally charismatic from the yeah, start. Yeah. They didn't have to grow into charisma. That's fair. This is much not better acted. So maybe it does yeah. feel like there's I more agree with all the other land. stuff too, but just for some of this. And I bring that up because this watch, because that's how I felt initially. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's too funny. Mm. Like when Poe is like, who's going to talk first? Do you talk first? Right. I was like, you know what though? That's what Han was supposed to be. Right. If you're a wisecracker, yeah. you wisecrack when it's inappropate. Well, right. that's like Han and the trash compactor saying, yeah. Luke saying, how are we getting out of this? And Han goes, I don't know, but we're sure going to be a lot thinner. Yeah. That doesn't land. Right. Like nobody laughs at that. Right. Right. But and then it happened. And then now you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this is a, right. right. Exactly. It's, it's interesting. And that's, I do love that about Star Wars. We talk about movies as an art in general. Yeah. So it's going to have a different feel anytime you watch any movie, especially as you grow up. Sure. Yeah. But, but Star Wars is so full of it, and I love that. That's why I love these conversations of like, yeah. what's your perspective the fourth time you watched it? Right. Because it totally changes. Yeah, and and I, I think I agree. I And Doge, I hear you completely, and the humor just, it bothered me the first time. Um, like, I walked away being like, oh, that felt like, uh, I don't know what a good example would be. Like, um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a Marvel movie that came out shortly after that. I was like, yeah, too funny. Maybe Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. Age Ultron for sure. Ultron was like too funny. And I think I felt that a little the first time that I watched yeah. this movie. It's it not Ragnarok, right? It didn't lean in. No. It's like it's, yeah. Right. Right. There's a history of this director, but it doesn't yeah. bother me Yeah, this time. Yeah. Watching it. I mean, I think of John Boyega being like, you got boyfriend. What's his deal? Like, yeah, I could take or leave that moment. Well, And then there's, there's space but, for that kind of stuff. That's the sure. thing that I'm learning watching through is like star Wars is big enough. For all of that. Right. There's space for that in Star Wars. Well, and, and that's my thing is like, for me personally, if that's not in there, the movie doesn't change at all. Yeah, sure. But it doesn't bother me necessarily. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I've landed there because I think I wasn't there prior to maybe this viewing even. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to have hopefully, fingers crossed, landed in that spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, can we please talk about the escape from Jakku? Yeah, let's talk about the escape from Jakku. So we meet. Sorry. (laughs) I'm fine. I thought I kicked you really hard. Did I not? I'm fine. Let's talk about that. Um, (laughs) Uncar plot, plot, plot. 
Simon Pegg, uh-huh. so crazy. Real good. But yeah, he's giving out portions, half portions, and Ray's like, no, nah, I'm out of here. That's kind of a fun little effect, too. The half portion to bread? Yeah. Yep. Fun. That's I real, loved that. Real-time practical effect. That's what I thought. Real-time? Uh-huh. looked yes. amazing. Yep. How? Don't know. It's like a vacuum. <laughs> they vacuum the water out and like puff up the bread. Amazing. It's amazing. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. No. That's crazy. fast forwarded or reversed nope, or something. They dissolved not. it with acid. Nope. It's not. Amaze. It's a real time practice. I effect. don't understand. Yep. I mean, just like Uncar Plutt himself is a real time practical effect. May as well have just told me lightsabers exist. CG, but that's Simon Pegg in a costume. Right. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. And the, the big. So much like, of this stuff. Like, we really don't get many CG aliens until we get to Moz. Right. Yeah. And well, the big hog the, thing that's drinking aliens. We also don't get any star Wars aliens besides Chewie and Akbar and Lando's co-pilot who I was corrected on. And I don't remember his name. Me and numb. Uh, we, the only star Wars aliens we get are Chewie, uh, Akbar. And it's, me and it's numb. a lot of new character design. Yeah. Right? We don't get any Twi'leks. We don't get any Bith. We don't get any Athorians. We don't get any Rodians. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Which is weird, right? I wonder it if the answer like is we should have some of those different corner of the galaxy this time. Well, it feels like they should be in the resistance, though. Sure, right? No, I they're completely all closely agree. tied with the rebels and that yeah. kind of corner. If you so. count a human as an alien, we get a lot of those. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess they are technically aliens. <laughs> no, Not a true. single one of these boys or girls was born on Earth. Aren't that's we true. all? Um, I was going to make a joke about the big hog drinking water being played by Pumbaa, but the moment's passed, so I won't yeah, even bring yeah. it up It would have been good, though. Would've yeah, good, I think though. it would have been good when I had planned to say it, yes. not like what I just did. So, um, Finn lands yep. in his... Poe. Oh, Poe helps Finn escape. We should have said that. That's important, because I think it characterizes Poe immediately as yeah. different than Han. Well, and then being in the TIE fighter and stuff that had the bicycle lock still on it, like, that was really cool. Yeah. Like, that, all of that is just great. It's awesome. Because this was this felt like some we we really got into and we had a lot of opportunities in the other movies, but we started to get into like the technicality of, uh, like the first order of like the bad guys, right? Like a little bit more behind the scenes, which of course you get that with a stormtrooper like in the field, yeah. But it's just yeah. like we're starting to see that world a little bit, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I do love that. Well, Finn and Ray, Finn and Ray run away. Wow, that's a tough Finn sentence. And Ray, to Finn run and Ray away. run away. Uh, their relationship, their interaction is my super pump. Yeah. They have unbelievably good chemistry yeah. together. They're Same very age. good. They're like a month apart. Those really? Two, those actors. They are so, so good together. They're really which good. makes the next one so heartbreaking for me to watch. Their interactions are my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. You yeah. saying makes the last, because they're like not they together basically the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. 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 That is tough. Um, before we go run away to a place that I think we're wanting to run away to. Right sure. Now. I, I, we need to point out the significance of Ray saying to him, I don't, this was a funny part, but there's a lot of significance too. I don't need you to hold my hand. Yes. So that's one of the reasons I love Ray so much. I love it. I love it. And this is such a heroine. Like this is like, this is a blatant saying, Hey, that's just not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I can, I can take, o- I'm like, good. I'm going to be the guy. Like yeah. the person, the girl, like to go out and the go-to. And it's yeah. funny. Cause he keeps doing it. Like, obviously he's way more terrified than she is. And she starts to show some ability. I, you know, we're, we're going to see in a little bit, she starts to use the force. Um, but I did not, at first I thought it came out of nowhere when I saw the movie, but it starts to make more sense as to, uh, maybe the kind of sense that she has an agileness. And, uh, when she gets to the millennium Falcon a little bit, I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's no, good. Yeah. Because I, I saw it. I think the best place to, to land us is that 
they do find the Millennium Falcon while they're running away. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have a problem with the coincidence of this. I just don't care. I'm glad no, it's, it's there. It's fine. I like, want it to be there. If you have a, that's one of the things that irritated me the most about people, especially getting upset about the force awakens is if you are getting upset at the kind of things that you should have been upset a long time ago. Well, yeah, if we're upset right. that coincidence, how come we're not upset that Vader, uh, boards the Tantive four right above Tatooine and Luke and three PO and R2 land right where they're going to get picked up by the Jawas that Luke happens to go to, to buy them. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like welcome to storytelling. That's it. That's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's not just a star Wars thing. Thank right. you for saying that. Welcome to storytelling. Like then do if you want something about average life, watch even documentaries. Don't do that. Go like, outside. Yeah. Dude, just <laughs> live your life and don't watch movies. Like right, why are yeah. you watching movies? Yeah. If you don't like happenstance. Yeah. Well, I'd rather see a four hour scene where they search through the junkyard to find the buried millennium. Right? Fa- yeah. No, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. It was awesome. They, they take the millennium Falcon. They do the coolest flight I've ever seen in star Wars up yeah, to this it's point. Really cool. It's pretty amazing. It's so when good. It stalls the engine to flip yeah. it. My heart pounds it's every time. Cool. It's so good. And they escape to space where they're picked up by who knows who I do, but I'm not going to tell you yet. Cause first we're going to go to shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. I'll go first for a change. I want to give a shout out to Carter Station. It's where we are right now (laughs) at Carter's house. Thanks for letting us record here and providing a delicious and nutritious meal of Oreos and Doritos. Shout out to Dorito stuffed Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's not Oreos. No, they're all bad. Both of those are bad. Oh man. We also want to give a shout out to Podbean. To Oreo Loco Taco. Because we pay him money. We put stuff on them. Mostly our podcast. That's podbean.com. And your second and best shout out portion of this little break in our good show goes to boy. You it's like it's like the person stumbling down the stairs but never falling down is what that felt like. I was like, oh god, oh he's gone, he gone, he gone, he gone. Oh okay. It goes to uh, listener of the show. Oh my god! Just gonna and what has happened is see. Katie, you sent us a message. Thank you so much. It was very sweet. And we sent you a, a message back. Thank Katie, you. And you're welcome. Katie, you're the best. Also, shout out to those of you that have rated and reviewed this podcast. <gasps> to speaking those of, of you the that best, haven't. Speaking of the worst. Sleep with one eye open. Or no. two. Don't sleep. No, I won't get back into that. I don't want to. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Full dark side. It's a real dark. It's we a are, dark place to go in 2019. We are looking for a full milli, though. Looking so. for one million reviews. No, we're doing. We're trying to get 300 by the beginning of March. When the window opens up again for us to put in uh, our Rotten Tomatoes critic mm. application. Mm-hmm. You know what they say about the window? Tell me. Window is coming. <laughs> window is Crushed coming. It. I love it. it. No. Give him that. That was hilarious. No. No. <laughs> uh, also a shout out to Story Shape Life. It yeah. Is, it is well on its way. Keep an eye out for that. We're a little, we're got a little special uh, contribution there. Yeah. So uh, don't just listen to it for us, though. 
Don't right, after that yeah. first three minutes. Keep going. Keep going. We're the least interesting part of those episodes. Absolutely. I promise you that. <laughs> I promise We're the least you that. interesting part of our episodes. Nope. Yes. But also the most interesting. Probably. We're the only thing on and our episodes. Strangely, the most medium interesting. Back to the show. So Han and Chewy show up. Speaking of Chewy, I am chewing uh, my Oreo Loco taco. That makes sense now as to why you did right that. Right into the microphone. Also, we're back. Forgot to say that. But we are. We are back. We're and home. We're home, Aren't Chewy. We? Chewy, we're home. Hey. He's old. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> How is he older here than in Blade Runner? Because <laughs> he didn't want to be here and he wanted to be a Blade Runner. That's probably right. Um... It's it's good to have him back for me. I enjoy especially the presence of Chewie in this movie. Yep. Yeah. I like Chewie. I love Harrison Ford. Here's what's yeah. tough. I have a hard time believing that this man has that tax taxing of a job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is hard to believe. There's where's seeing, the space recliner? I know there's Harrison a space recliner. Ford back is a little bit to me like like if 60 years from now, I saw my favorite band playing at a casino. Sure. My favorite band from now. Yeah. Like Mumford and Sons. Re- Mumford and Sons. Exactly. My very favorite band of all time. I can't get enough of that 1864 <laughs> County Fair sound. Uh, if I saw my favorite band. Then it would be Mumford right and now, Grandsons probably. Yeah, probably. If I could finish this sentence by the time that Dude. they're playing a reunion tour at a casino, like 50 years from now, how you'd be like, oh man, it's good to hear all those old tunes again, but. Boy, <laughs> nothing nothing is more cruel than the unforgiving hand of time. Yeah. Maybe like, <laughs> weep little lamb. <coughs> Stop. I will wait. I will wait. Oh, yeah. I will say I'm okay. I'm okay with Han being here. Yeah. No, me too. He, yeah. he does play a big role narratively. Certainly. I mean, this, that is a, we, it is a big deal to find out that his son is Kylo Ren. Certainly. Like, mm-hmm. Um. Very much explaining why Kylo has the force. Um, Cause I mean, he's a Skywalker, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Which is yep. making me think Rise of Skywalker could be about Kylo. Mm-hmm. I definitely think, I definitely think what we're going to end up with is the Not title means, switch. the title means it's the rise of the, the Skywalker blood in him sort of overcoming the dark side. I think amazing. That's my guess to fight alongside his cousin. Or to fight his cousin, if you believe some of the stills. To fight his sister. <clears throat> to fight himself, his twin. His twin. I'm just making things Friends up. Friends family. By Lo Ben. By Lo Ben. By Lo Ben. So, I, I hate the alien monsters. Yeah. Super dump. Super dump. This is such a waste of time. Why is it here? The, yeah. The it feels out of place. I like Rath-tars it. Rathars and the Conja Club. Just... Why, what are we doing? Yeah. I did. I uh, I laughed out loud when I was like, I've never let you down. <laughs> yes, you have twice. He goes, when was the second time? Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good line. That is good. Oh, for sure. That is good. Uh, there is, this is, feels like a big detour. Even as I'm watching it, feels like a big detour. Huge. Um, if I were watching it for fun and not for the podcast, I would skip this part. I get why it's necessary though. Cause we need something. I feel like we need something to get them on the same side because before this Han is ready to just drop them off of the next planet. Right. Put them in a life pod, shoot them out the, out the side of the ship. 
Yeah. We need something to get them all together in the Falcon, Han willing to take them to Maz and drop them off there. Yeah, I think, but I feel like we could streamline this whole thing. We don't need Rathtars. I think there's a way to do it, it without all this. Yeah. The Rathtars, the Force Awakens trash compactor. I, I think it. it is less the Force Awakens trash compactor, more like the Force Awakens asteroid slug. Well played. I can see that too. Well played. I dig it. It's fun too to kind of, uh, you know, you start to think production wise, maybe that's like a let's flex our muscles with a creature kind of thing. Cause both of those feel like they fall into the same thing. Bad move. Yeah. These don't look good. Mm-mm. Oh no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. think it needs to, they don't look star Wars to me. Mm-mm. Like they don't, they look like the creature that the guardians fight at the beginning of guardians too. hundred percent. They do. They look exactly oh, like much. that thing with the, the, that's after the batteries, mm-hmm. interdimensional octopus thing coming to eat the batteries. Yep. hundred percent. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Don't love it. That. Super yeah. dumb for sure. Yeah. Least favorite part of this whole movie. So boring. So let's go to Maz Kanata's planet. Yeah. Well, Kylo has a bunch Taco of Donna. hissy fits. Uh huh. This is. Can my super dump be Hayden Christensen again? <laughs> this is the way he was supposed to be. This yeah. is so much the way Hayden was supposed to 100%. be. hundred percent. I disagree. I don't think this is what I think Hayden was intended to demonstrate an excess of virtue. That no, that, the whininess, I think, that for me failed in a couple of seconds. Sure. I don't think Hayden was ever intended to be whiny. No, but but when he's when he's whiny, that's true. I think it's I think this is the version of the whiny that works. So instead of instead of oh Fair. everything yeah. is terrible, it's in a fit of rage, I'm gonna break everything because who cares? I'm Kylo yeah, Ren. What's tough to me, and you know, it's I think Kylo is supposed to also, I mean, because we're technically comparing him to his grandfather right. Right, right now. So I think he is supposed to be a little more off the cuff than Anakin. Um, and not because he really, I mean, I don't know. He also was being trained by a Jedi on the good side and all that. And we just don't really see much of that story. Yeah. But I just feel like he he threw a fit. He threw the kind of fit that made me be like, dude, like I was scared of that. I just never got scared of Darth Vader until he put the helmet back on. Yeah. You know, and so that that's the part of it too. And again, I hear that. I tend to do this. I did this with so many, like Daniel Radcliffe. I did this with Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I really hold on to the guys that just really did an awful job acting and yeah. I give them no grace. But talking maybe you to can convince me. Vader's melted helmet is cool. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. idea that he has hung on to this souvenir of who he has idolized his grandfather to he's be. He's wearing a Vader Halloween costume. Right. Like he's, yeah, he really he's doing the same thing. Right. He's he costly. Vader. Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. So um, Maz Kanata's planet. Mm-hmm. Taco Donna. This is so good. It's Taco Diner, I think. Um, oh, yeah, probably. This is, Stop. This is a really that great Oreo place. Loco taco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love all the flags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels very like. Catch that Mandalorian flag. Right oh, big time. It's dead yeah. center, baby. Mm-hmm. It feels very like neutral land. Like everyone's welcome here kind That's of a the thing. That's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that like the empire, as long as you don't bring the empire to the door, there is like Come on in. no violence allowed inside. Yeah. 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 And or I love I guess that. the first order, which. There's a statue of her, which is a testament to her age, which we hear she's maybe a thousand years old. She's been running that place for a thousand years. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Great character design. Honestly, uh-huh. it's kind of cantina-y and That's very fun. To be. Man, mm-hmm. that droid that has the old ribbon microphone for a mouth. Uh-huh. Oh, I love yeah, I it. Love Super Star Warsy. I love it. Yeah. This whole thing is just great. Yeah. Finn panicking, deciding that he might try and leave. Yeah. Um, we get to see Han have an affinity for Ray, which is cool. Just yeah, like it's sweet. Yeah, it is really sweet. Like and that. she needs that. She needs some some support. Somebody to say like, 
hey, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she gets the lightsaber. Dump. Really? Yeah. Why does Maz have that? Well, okay. If it's never answered, then I will dump alongside. You think that's going to be answered in Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I do. I'll buy you dinner before. Uh, the next time we're together. Oh, after don't you answered. owe me dinner for something? Don't you owe me torchies for something? No, you owe me torchies because you predicted the ending of Game of Thrones. No, you owe me torchies that because you mispredicted the end of Game of Thrones. I don't think that's true. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, that's funny. So you can just owe me two torchies. That's fine. Or cancel it out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Yeah, <gasps> I can do that. Big time. And if it doesn't get answered, you owe me two torchies. I don't think that's what double or nothing is, is it? You know how we do like a minute clip from every episode? Yeah. Then we need got we have to have this. It'll before, be just, before Last Jedi. Yeah. To re revisit this. I want this bet to be lived out. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone who's listening wants that too. Yeah. I think it's great. Okay. I my bet is that that will not be answered. We will not find out. Okay, let's get let's get technical here. We will not find out why Maz Kanata has Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. We will find out why Maz Kanata had Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Okay. All right. There we go. Easy does it. So she does. And Ray gets it. We hear Obi-Wan say. Which is a mixture. Uh, Did you read this? Yeah. Mixture of Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Love that. Ray, these are your first steps. Mm -hmm. That is something else I would love answered. Why is it Obi-Wan? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because, because he said that to Luke, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. So you think this is force ghost? This is not a memory. This is a force ghost of Obi-Wan saying, hey, Ray, these are your first steps. Was Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan the first one that we heard? No, Obi-Wan was the last one that we heard. Yoda's the first voice that we heard. How (laughs) significant? Because she's a Kenobi. She's not. I would love for her to be a Kenobi. If we find out, Ray's a Kenobi. (laughs) We all owe Carter torches. (laughs) She's not. She's super not. I would really love for her to, but I think I'm kind of in your deal, though, is that she's clearly somebody. Yeah. Like this movie... And we'll talk more about the apparent genius of subverting expectations for subversion's sake. This movie sets up Ray as somebody with a capital S. When they say there's a girl on Jakku, they know the girl they're talking about. Right. She's not a nobody on Jakku. Right. So, yeah, it's tough to put so much weight on something one character told her. Sure. In what happens after this. A character that... On a list of trustworthy characters in probably this universe, probably close to the bottom, yeah, right? To just try and make her mad and come to the dark side. It's fair, but we'll see. Could be wrong. I hope she's somebody. Why do she's I somebody that? to I me? Know. That's going to be a huge conversation in Last Jedi. She's but. somebody to me. Mm-hmm. The First Order attacks Maz Kanata's cantina, blows it up, man. blows it Big sky time. high. Big time. No holding back. This carried more weight to me, probably because it's four more planets than what we saw get blown up mm-hmm. in New Hope. Oh, we're talking about when they blow up the Hosnian system? Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And wow. Yeah. Just wild. Yeah. Wild. Do we get to go to that ship right now? Because I think it goes back and forth a little bit between these last two planets, right? Yeah, you're talking about with like the speech that General Hux gives. Amazing. Yeah, so good. Hey, I really don't like Hux. Oh, really? That character should be older. I think that character should not be the same age as Kylo. That character makes a lot more sense to me if he's somebody who's been serving in the First Order since before Kylo rose to this position. And that's why he's at ideological odds with Kylo. He's like, listen, you're a kid. You don't get it. Right. This is how things work in the first order. And that's why they're at ideological odds. Mm. Positioning them as the same age makes those lines a little blurry to me. and doesn't make sense. It feels like more of a. They're the exact, exact same age. It feels like more of a condescending oh, wow. brother thing, which doesn't work for Kylo. It, right. Because Kylo's whole thing 
I feel like should be against that kind of authority. Sure. Right. That he feels, feels like he deserves the authority because he's Darth Vader's grandson. Right. So this should be somebody older, like not Han's age and not Tarkin's age or something in Rogue One, but this should be somebody older, I think, than yeah. Don Hogleason. I hear you. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it bothers me in that way, but I definitely hear where you're coming from, that it would help define sort of the differences between sure. them Well, a and I bit. feel like that gives us a, a greater variance in our cast where we can kind of see levels. It's like in a family picture where it's like, move your head where you can see the photographer, find a window, right? right? Like everybody needs to find their window because we can't have a cast full of late twenties, early thirties people and say, this is representative of a slice of this universe. Right. Like, Need a little more diversity in that. Yeah, I see that. Well, Maz is uh, over a thousand. That's true. That's Which, true. by the way, Lupita is the same age as Dumbledore as Maz. And, as oh, Maz. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. His speech is awesome, though. Yeah, it is good. Oh, it's you so can't menacing. deny that. It is so menacing. Mm. The fact that it's just this massive five mile. I mean, it's more than that. Yeah. Just the huge red laser coming out of the ground with them scurry. all around it. Scurry. The physics of that are a little a little weird that they can see it from Tahodana's surface that it travels. You can watch it travel across the sky. Like that is many millions of times faster than the speed of light. It's yep. Laser beams. It's tough to call call physics. No, I, 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 I am, but yeah. I am not calling physics at yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Laser beams. Just but saying that's the uh, moment where it's like, oh yeah, this is fantasy, not science. Well, part like, of me sure. thinks too, if that has the power to blow up planets. Why is it not melting faces right there? Like yes, exactly. Temple of dooming close to the sun. Like it yes. is the sun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's fair. Sure makes for some pretty shots though. Yeah. It does. It's really cool. So the first order invades. Kylo's there. They're searching for the girl and the droid and the fin. Speaking of other droid. I mean, we have a moment where Leia and Han see each other, right? Or does that come later? That's after we're, this. We're talking about the first Sorry. order versus the resistance. Got it. Uh, right. Every time the X-Wings across the water. Get super emotional. Yeah. I don't know why. 100%. Yep. It is the coolest shot. We get Poe back. We know that he has survived his ordeal. Yeah. Which is all. Oh, he's one heck cuss of a pilot. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. 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 So, um, I love that everybody keeps calling Finn traitor. Yeah. I love that he fights with the lightsaber. Like I would swing a baseball bat at a burglar. Like he's never held one. (laughs) Right. Just like, ah, just yeah. wildly flailing. And it's fine. It, it does give him enough. Like he's been in the military and has been trained with weapons. So it's like, okay, he can kind of hold up a fight, but of course he does get destroyed by Kylo later. So that made sense to me. So Kylo takes Ray. Yeah. Back to his ship. Well, their station. And uh, everybody's real bummed about it. I mean, they're real sad. But we see Leia again. <laughs> uh-huh. And C-3PO, you might not have recognized Super dump. him. What? C-3PO. Okay. Oh, really? Why on earth? Because we had to check every box? Like, he does nothing except say, like explain, which that does have a little weight later that we see R2 come to life because he's saving his yeah. power for Luke. C-3PO doesn't need to say it. I don't think we need it. Like, try something new and have him come in another one. And be like, where's 3PO? Or do, you, do they think people were just going to be that much? 3PO is for sure fan service. Can anybody argue that? Oh, no, my god, 100% gosh, fan service. And he's continued to be that. I don't know. It just bothered me so much. Huh. Yeah. He's yeah. not really given a lot to do in this. He's barely in the next one. Yeah. It, it doesn't it bother me. Like he's in it enough that we can put him on the poster and say, see, it's Star Wars. I mean, Leia's there. So it's assumed he hung around. So maybe that's a little bit more. I view him as Leia's Pomeranian. Sure. Like, it's just like Leia's there. So 3PO is going to be there because Leia's there. I guess. That's how it goes. Doesn't bother me. But I hear you. 100%. I hear you. Yeah. So, um, 
they hatch a plan. They approach um, Starkiller base at light speed, which is awesome. They get through the shields and they go to rescue Ray. How do y'all feel about Starkiller base being another bigger Death Star? It's awesome. I don't know. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It does also just feel like a flex of production quality. Yeah. It's like we came back and it's bigger and better than exactly. before. Yeah. And so that is a little tough. I'll take any opportunity for another trench but run. Honestly, I think in the world, I don't know. It feels like in that world, if you see a massive spherical battle station, they're going to call it. It's, they're going to reference to it in that world as being like the Death Star. Like it's a newer, bigger Death Star. Yeah. And it has a similar, like it's doing the same things. But I, it being an actual planet vibe and then like sucking up the sun. There was enough. It actually eats stars. It actually yeah. causes the death of stars, which is pretty funny. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, yeah, I think it could have been neat to see a, another creative menacing massive weapon. I agree. I think there's a way to undercut the Death Star without it being super death star. Sure. You know what I mean? Because like, it's clear that that's the goal to make something more powerful than the death star. Right. Sure. But it doesn't have to be super death star. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just always kind of bugged. Well, to me, I think if this is, if star Wars, the main like saga stories are about political and military power fighting one another, then this is the battleship of the stars. Like this is the battleship of space Yeah, and they're going to keep making a bigger one until they win. And I think that's how it goes. You know, there's a part of me that would love to see a star Wars storyline where the main threat was a Sith invasion. They've been secretly training more than two, breaking their own rules and have a ton of them. And then they're sending them out across the galaxy to go cause havoc. But that's not what the sagas are about kind of a thing. That's not the political and military structure of the saga stories that we know. Um, And so, you know, there's a part of me that's like, I would love to see something different like that. But again, the Death Star is the um, aircraft carrier. I don't know, ships, but you know what I mean? Like it's the battleship of space. Sure. And so, yeah, it doesn't bother me. It looks awesome. Yeah. Maybe I wish it was a Pentagon or a Hexagon <laughs> instead. I don't know. We got Pokeball. Again, I'll Let's take talk about a, Daniel Craig. Any trench yeah. trench runs I can get. Daniel yeah, Daniel Craig. Craig's a stormtrooper here. He is, yeah. Uh-huh. He's the one Ray Mind Tricks. Yeah, he's the dropping my weapon. Yep. He's that one. Um I don't love that Ray immediately mind tricks him. Yeah. But she's copying what she's seen. I don't when, know. When has she seen that? He just tried it on her. Kylo didn't mind trick her like that. Well, not mind trick her, but he did manipulate her mind. Kylo, I mean, to be clear, it's a totally different thing. Sure. Right. I, I, that's just always bugged me a little bit of like, oh, yeah. where did you get that idea? It's tough. I, to me, what I got from that, and again, I don't think there's any proof as to like who's right or wrong in these conversations. Like it felt like, I mean, we saw her put a hash mark up with a hash mark for maybe every day since she was five. Like this is someone who's been waiting to be something. And I think the moment she catches drift or something, she's a fan of. Like maybe there's something that I don't know. She's very open to just let it happen. Yeah. I think she's very open to just give it a shot and really start to feel that. I don't know. It's like, um, okay, this is going to be a reference for sports fans out there. I'm sorry if y'all check out right now. I'm gone. Already gone. Uh, Tim Duncan. Have you Spurs. heard that name? I do know who he is. San yeah. Antonio Spurs. All-star. Multiple NBA championships. Jay Greg would kill me if I didn't know him. Did yeah. not play much basketball. Until he was discovered, I 
think by either the staff or by actually Greg Popovich, the coach, hmm. like Tim Duncan was like a swimmer from what I heard. And then they're like, man, you would play some good basketball. Like he was just built for it. And then he starts playing basketball. And then a few years later, like he's an all-star, right? So there, and I'll go back and double check that. Cause I could be totally wrong. Like it would, it would stink to be like, I'm kind of the sports guy of the podcast and get that totally wrong. But You'd still be the sports guy. The, metaphor, the easiest podcast to be the sports guy. of. The metaphor exists because it's like, she's always kind of been capable and then now that she's caught any whiff of that capability, she's a natural. Yeah. And I and I believe in being a natural. Like I believe in someone just being able to just give it a shot and be better than you. I know so Mike Trozo, who we interviewed, is better than me at so many things. Like he, we just had dinner together, and uh, we're walking away from this place that's got all these like yard games and stuff out. And he goes, "Hey Carter," and I turn around, and I know he's going to make that. He's just throwing a bag randomly to cornhole board and almost made it. From like 50 feet away, like that kind of person. Yeah. And so I'm like, whatever, dude. And so it feels like the kind of thing. And I think the fact that she does that so easily plays into the narrative. Kylo is so upset yeah, that she's doing all of this when he has dedicated his life to be good right. at that. Yeah. And now she walks in and does it on her first try and he can't get the information out of her. Yeah. She reads his mind. Unreal. Yeah. I hear that. It's a little bit like if Tim Duncan didn't know what basketball was, though. And they're like, oh, we'll just try it. And then he goes and dunks the ball and knows all the rules of yeah. basketball now. Yeah. You know, like if I thought had it seen, was alluded that she knew about, like, at least had heard of the force. Yeah, it's certainly possible. I think if, if for me, like, I would just have preferred that to be a little more, more overt. Yeah. Like a Finn catches up to them before they leave the planet. And Kylo mind tricks him. Kylo's like, you're going to let us pass. And Finn's like, I'm going to let you pass. And just lets them walk. And she's <laughs> betrayed by her friend, right? Yeah. That's another layer that. And then she's like, let me try that too. Yeah. 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 No, I hear that. That makes sense to me. I totally hear that. Anyway. So so they bust in, they bust her out. Yeah. Han gets dead. Yeah. It makes me sad. It makes me sad too. That was kind of a dump on how everyone just gets to watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. Like the door happens to open. And again, I already talked about how I'm totally fine with the Millennium Falcon being randomly there for them to fly off. Right. So I should be okay with them walking in to see Hyundai. Right. And yeah. That really affect them to see their reactions, which they do a great job. I mean, it was up there yeah. with, uh, with, uh, Gimli seeing Gandalf fall down yeah. a similar chasm. Um, but I don't know. It's excellent acting by Adam driver. Right. Big time. Here. Oh my goodness. He's like, can you help me? Like it's wow. And it's tough too. Cause I think the way he delivers Kylo Ren I don't know when he's being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that's he's what's supposed really to be happening. Yeah, I agree I with you. Like, are you just really awful? Or was it just, or are you struggling for like, real? I'm actually going to, yeah. 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 There's a thing that we do, and, and I know we're running short on time, so I'll try to keep it brief. There's a thing that, that happens with our heroes of the original trilogy, uh, in that we present their victory as not enough yeah. to save the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, and we, we arc Han to this really dark place that undoes a lot of his character motivation of like learning to be a team player and learning to be part of a team, learning to care about something bigger than himself. And then something bad happens and he's just gone. Um, and then especially with, with, uh, a certain character being revealed in the trailers for rise of Skywalker, it really seems like pretty on the nose that their victory wasn't enough. And something about that just feels weird to me. And, and it crops up here. It's going to crop up big time in The Last Jedi. It, it's at tough. least I think so. Um, 
and I don't know, I was trying to even find a parallel for it, talking to Jess about it last night after we finished the movie, of almost like, imagine if 30 years from now they made Avengers Endgame 2 and like Thanos has been alive the whole time. But That's great. Yeah, the that's team, a great The team has fallen apart and like Spider-Man was married to MJ and now they're divorced because they had a bad time. And like, it's just like all these like dark places that we've taken these happy heroes since the last time we've seen them. Something about it just feels weird to me. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. Like to make a sequel necessarily, there has to be some conflict left after the victory. Well, that kind of stuff happens in Gotham, right? Like that's, there's a place for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where the love interest gets blown up by the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely did not see that coming within. It's part of like, well, that kind of adds to this poor dude is just so lonely and broken. And yeah, it does feel it does stink because the four, five, and six didn't. I mean, did they know? Because I remember, didn't you say Spielberg said call it episode four? Who did you say influenced it calling episode four? And did uh, we always know there would be nine? So George, George is kind of back and forth on that. When when he yeah. made Star Wars, uh, up until the day that it released, it was considered by him and the studio to be a huge flop, and it was going to be the only movie he ever made. It released and obviously did crazy numbers on Memorial Day weekend in 1977. Uh, and so he made another one. And then at that point, he started to tell people, well, I've always had a plan for nine of these. Mm. And I don't think that he had. It's a business show. Yeah. I mean, I, I could totally see Yeah, that. he's. I always had a plan for nine of these, and this is the middle set of three. Yeah. My only thing, to, like, just to play both sides, because I'll tell you, like, I almost 100% agree with you on that. Like, I think that's tough to see. Um, and I don't think that there's really a place for it to be like, well, that's life, man. But no, it's Star Wars. It's like Star it's supposed Wars, to kind yeah. of be outside of that. But um it's I it for as long as they knew there would be seven, eight, nine, especially for those that started writing seven, it's like so do we just it would it be more offensive to introduce new evil than ha- the whole nine episodes is about beating that same evil? Ultimately. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't either, man. I really don't. It's, and it's sequels to a large extent. We've talked about it before on the show. Sequels have to justify their own existence. They have to raise the narrative stakes in a believable way such that the actions of the narrative feel like the logical and inevitable yet unexpected consequence of the events that happened before. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I think creating a new evil cheapens it more than continuing the struggle against the same evil well, when we, the same we, evil we is did that the, in the dark Timothy side and not any specific one person. Yeah. We did that in the Timothy Zahn novels with the Yuzak Vong. Uh, this is not canon anymore, but they're a, a species from outside this galaxy, from a neighboring galaxy that have come and we're waiting for the Empire to be defeated to invade. Uh, and that's like what the the earliest drafts of episode seven, eight, nine type of material were. It was some novels back a number of years ago. And so we've, we've done that before and people really didn't love that. Yeah. And star Wars fans, I feel like as a whole really don't love this either. So it's, I don't know. It's just tricky. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. We might be able to make more of an excuse with the evil itself than actually losing our heroes in that way. Like, yeah, I just don't feel like we're losing a hero with Han. It feels like he is still a good guy that, lost relationship with some people because something went south. And like he says, I was only ever really good at one thing. And yeah. so I went and did that because I lost the people I cared about. Yeah. If somebody's going to screw up, it's someone who grew up yeah. living that lifestyle. To me, it's not like, 
Uh, all of Han's growth is diminished because he went back to yeah. the thing he used to do. Cause I think he went back to the thing he used to do because he lost the things that caused the growth. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I, um, I, I feel certainly that. think that's valid. Like if, so if we get, and I think enough people have seen this series and we can cut it out, but like it's sidious that we're alluded yeah. to in episode nine. I mean, if, if that is the case, then the evil narrative is the same. It is in Harry Potter and the same. It is in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's the ultimate evil got real weak for a long time. And then is, is having sure. this massive plan to come back and have one final go at it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all interesting. And a lot of it's going to be made or broken on episode nine. Yes. Which is tough. Yep. And old JJ, he's got to know. He's got to know. I feel like he's got to feel more pressure making nine than making seven. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So Ray and Kylo fight in the woods. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very good. It's so good. The lightsabers look incredible. People get yeah. cut up. Yeah, that's, big that time. should happen a long time. Finn ago. gets sliced from cheeks to forehead, basically. Surprise! No yeah. arms were lost. Yeah, I know. Yep, that's this one and Phantom. No arms. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, and uh, Finn is saved. Ray is saved. Ray takes I, the Millennium I mean, Falcon. I, I would love to bring up too the the fact that like. It feels like the force just made that chasm between them. like the the planet is obviously falling apart. Right, but it's very fatey. Fate-y. Oh my, very fatey. Very fatey. Very fatey. Really British accent, but like it just feels like this is the antagonist and protagonist that is fueled by the universe. Like it's like yeah. right, everything yeah. plays. Well, and and it felt fight. like the force said it's not. It's not ready. You're yeah. not ready. Yeah, it's not yeah. time yet. Yeah, and it feels that, like a lot of their fights are going to end up being kind of elemental. Like yeah. there's, there's these big things happening in the world around them. Like even seeing the trailer for episode nine, now they're out in a sea. Like this is, I'm, I'm so excited to see the narrative, like the comparison between that. And when we have Anakin and Obi-Wan yeah. in the lava, like mm-hmm. they, they seem to just put you in a place that, and movies do that a lot, right? There's big battles that are in these, even the environment is like, Oh, it's like you're playing smash bros. And it might, it's a map you've never been on before. Yeah. It's also in play and it's shooting stuff at you. But right. I just, I really love that about their fight. No, that's good stuff. So, uh, Ray takes the millennium Falcon and we've been back to see Leia, right? Yeah. We go back and we she's see ignored Chewie, right? She's what? She's ignored. Chewie. Yeah. She ignored Chewie. That sucks. <laughs> that's wild. That, she hugs Ray. Yeah. Who she's never met. Yeah, that is no, that is weird. They interact like they know each other. They've never They've met never until met. right now. The ignoring of Chewie, they feel the force. They we just can't, know. we can't show every hug. The ignoring of Chewie doesn't bother me so much. Leia. I mean, it's a grand tradition of Leia ignoring. They Chewie. know each other because it's Leia who dropped Ray off on behalf of Obi Wan. <laughs> she was like, "I'll take her. I'll nope. do it. You helped me deliver my children. I'll I will deliver help deliver yours. your children." Yeah. No, that's good. Sorry, guys. Torchy's riding on it. So um, <laughs> I actually was never in a bed. So <laughs> she. Goes to Skellig. Is that the name of the? Sure. Octu. Is Skellig the name of the actual island? Did I accidentally yeah, I think name the, the island actual island? Life. That's funny. Uh, what a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes there. She sees uh, Luke Skywalker and she extends the lightsaber to him. <laughs> and then. Dumb. <laughs> you don't this, like it? This ending is, is half of a beat. Beats are the atomic unit of story. And this is half of a beat. Each beat of a story has a beginning, middle, and an end. This beat has a beginning and a middle, and then no end. We could say the end is the non-ending, but that is really postmodern and kind of a cop-out. There should be something that happens as a result of Ray extending this lightsaber. Luke should say... No. 
Like what he does at the beginning of the next one? Let's not talk about what he does with that lightsaber at the beginning of the next one. Luke should say, hello, Ray. It's been a long time. Or I wasn't expecting you or something. Like we need something to close that out. Otherwise it feels like, like that moment. Do we think that lasted that long? Like in the frame of the movie. I know that the shots last a long time, but we get like, we get like a minute, 40 seconds of Ray just holding out the lightsaber with Luke saying nothing. Do we think that's real time or that's movie time of just showing the same moment and stretching it long and long and long and long and long until we can have our closing credits? Doesn't bother me at all. That's valid. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it doesn't because everything that you're saying, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty crazy that we linger that long on her, like doing that. Uh, doesn't bother me. I don't know. I, I, I haven't you, thought about it as much because it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I guess you get full beats. Mostly with from the Black with, Eyed Peas for me. Stop. With the <laughs> other movies. Yeah. But do I, do, do I, I almost prefer a cliffhanger over just like, yay. Bye. I don't know. I totally I get what can, you're saying. I think it can still be a cliffhanger though if he's like, there's, I've been waiting a long time. What if Luke was just like, and then it ended on his <laughs> yeah. breath. Avengers. And then cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I get that. Shall we rate this movie? We shall. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we've perfected the art of rating movies using the scientific cinema scale with science. And it is as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that poster. poster. The next best thing, that's going to be buy it. After that is rent it, followed by stream it, and then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I can start. Okay. I buy this poster. Mm -hmm. I buy the poster for Mm -hmm. this movie. Um... It is okay. It's so interesting. I think in Oscars a lot, and that's like movie, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar yeah, the Grouch. yeah. yeah. Uh, movies aren't necessarily their accolades. A lot of my favorite movies and even good storytelling did not get nominated for stuff. Sure. Yeah. So A New Hope had ten nominations, right? And it won six Oscars. Um, and I think that is so much. Because a lot of things like the stuff that they won with sound editing and stuff like that was like by far and away. Yeah. It was like Michael Jordan came and started playing with a high school basketball team. Right. Like it was yeah. just like, what is happening? But this a lot one, of basketball talk these last couple of weeks. There is. Uh, it's America's game. This is a movie. Like this is a well-made movie. Yeah. And I don't know. And the reason I bring up the 10, the 10 nominations for A New Hope. I think that's because it it changed the world. Right. This is the best made movie that we've talked about so far. Yeah. Probably in the series. Like, yeah. It is really, really well done. And I think it is edited really well. Like everything about it. I love the new characters. I can't imagine the immense pressure. This feels very much. There's a different feeling of like something like a new hope and then something like Avengers Endgame. Like this, this right. feels like, how did you put these pieces? You pulled it off and wow. Like, I, you get more kudos to me for being able to be that creative. That's a different kind of creativity. And JJ Abrams does a really good job. Weird. I'm also buying this poster. Nice. Yeah. I am shocked that that's my answer. I've always liked this movie. I've even loved this movie, but what I'm realizing is that I really love this movie. Um, to me, it is just a new different star Wars and I'm here for it. I'm about it. 
Um, plus, I've seen the actual poster and it's awesome. And I would like to actually hang it in my it's home. A good one. It's a good poster. It's a really good poster. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying this poster. I, I love it. I'm Doge. And I don't ever say my name here, so I don't know why I did. <laughs> my first date with my wife was on a Thursday night at Chaps Burgers. Oh, in man, I forgot about Chaps. Arlington. Beef. You guys know about Chaps Burgers. Yes. Gotta get that fried okra as a side, baby. You know I did. Um, and neither of us was dressed particularly well. Mm-hmm. Jess, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, I know for a fact that she hadn't showered in a couple of days. So she was wearing a beanie Yeah, uh, because college, uh-huh. you know how it is when uh-huh. you're no, those yeah, learning yeah, boys yeah, and yeah. girls. Um, and that was a great time. And if we had not gotten married a little over two years later, almost, I guess a year and a half later, I did just try to re-say that. And they're making me use the one where my voice cracked. <laughs> If we had not gotten married uh, the next summer, I would look back on that as just a regular date. Okay. But now that we're married, I look back on that being like, man, that was a good burger. And it was an incredible date. Love it. For The Force Awakens, I am going to buy it. Okay. The Force Awakens makes a lot of promises. Um, and... We'll see if my opinion changes. As it stands right now, my opinion is that a lot of those promises were either ignored or completely shut down. Except for the lightsaber. By the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and so depending on how the rise of Skywalker answers these promises, I'm prepared when we rate that movie to go back and change my rating of this. This could be a poster I'll, so easily for me. You. I'll no. give it to you. If, this if could be a poster so easily for me if these promises are fulfilled. Yeah. That's I mean, good. I wish I could be have been a part of this think tank when they were starting to oh think my about gosh. nine. Because I mean, it's JJ again, right? Right. So it's the same guy. So what do we still have tongue in cheek stuff again? Like how we think he did to say, this is going to correct. <laughs> Does he everything? remember how to make movies? That anymore? guy comes back from it. It's like, no, 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 this, this will actually this correct. Will begin to Not necessarily everything. Right. Number seven was great, but this wasn't going to correct eight. But like, yeah, how exciting for him. I yeah. mean, this is, it's tough. Like, can you even imagine now? I'm already putting myself in the theater on December 20th. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Very, very nervous. Are you? Do you think you'll be more nervous than Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Because I've loved Star Wars as long as I can remember, and I've loved the MCU since 2008. Yeah. And outside of knowing all the content that's on its way for Star Wars, this does. there's a definitive feeling. Two episodes. Well, nine. Star Wars movies are taking a hiatus, extended hiatus after nine, and they're focusing on things like The Mandalorian season two, Clone Wars season seven, the Obi Wan show, the Cassian Andor show. Which is Ewan, right? It mm-hmm. is Ewan, and we'll get to it later at some point, but it is my opinion that Star Wars works best on TV now, not I in the theater. So hmm. I yeah, think so too. I think Epics in general. I'm yep. excited to see a lot of stuff like yep. Amazon's Lord of the Rings, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But oh man. Make sure you tune in next week when we talk about. Rogue One, a Star Star Wars Wars story. The Rogue One, a Star Wars story. (laughs) Got it. That's the one. That episode will for sure be a normal length, not like this ultra-sode. Yeah, this is the DX director's cut. This is the Irish version of... Yeah. Two Chunks and a Hunk 2 Adventure Battle DX. (laughs) It is that. It is... That... To end today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name. Uh, Carter. 
Doge. And what our first order villain name would be. And for this, we are going to use a Star Wars name generator. Ooh. For two chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, but actually, it's Wade Bob Atwat. <laughs> I'm Doge. Star Wars last name, Moyloft. First name, Leo Doug. <laughs> this went to Sam Neill. <laughs> Like the actor, Sam Neill. What's that's up? just the first name. I haven't even said mine. And I'm Carter. And my name sounds like someone grabbed an elephant by the trunk. It just it started speaking. My name is Crisprin Jeff Moore. <laughs> this one on here says Heatlin Jabahal. <laughs> Jamjet Woolgib. Oskai Simpin. Danny Max. It'll derb. <laughs> J. Dilo Elf Heel. Rom Cory Malimum. <laughs> Raym Neil Bosieve. Durjo Dimtel. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Durjo Dimtel. I made Malk Bro Marv. Blerica! <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.